Metricast. No, we thought that a lot. <laughs> I mean, I think any startup business, you know, you think about that, you, you ask yourself, what the heck are we doing? You know, because it's hard. I mean, especially when you come up with a high price machine, you're dumping a ton of money into it and it's hard, but you have to just, you know, keep at it and keep the faith and believe in and hope for the best. And, you know, when the Chicago White Sox bought the machine and cut us a check, it was definitely a good feeling that we knew we we're on the right track. But I think any small business, to be honest, is going to think that at some point or another. Oh, well, at least I did. <laughs> Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Hey everyone, Tyler Martin here. Are you ready to step up to the plate? Today I'm catching up with the amazing Adam Battersby, the brain behind pro batter sports. We'll be swinging through topics from baseball tech to the thrills and spills of starting your own business. Grab your favorite cap and let's hit a home run with this chat. Here goes. Hey, Adam, welcome to the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? I'm good, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing real well. Thanks for asking. I wanted to first talk a little bit about what you do professionally, what you do for a living. And then secondly, I'd love to know something about your personal life that you're willing to share. Sure. So um, for starters, I'm the president of Pro Better Sports. Me and my father are both owners of the company. And uh, what ProBatter Sports does is we make video pitch machines for baseball, softball, and cricket. And what that is, is it's uh, basically put a video screen of a pitcher winding up in front of a pitching machine. So you see the whole windup of the pitcher before the ball comes out of a hole in the video screen. And the machine's controlled by a big color touchscreen. So you get 10 different pitches, any speed you want, any location you want. You could do pitch by pitch. You could do repeat a pitch, record your own sequence. Similarly, you could also get Little League uh, video images, Minor League, righty, lefties, all that stuff. So it's basically like, like a big simulator for baseball. It's all cool. But the ball's actually coming out of the machine itself too, right? So you have the image and the ball. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, yes. So it's really okay. the closest thing to real-life batting practice that you can take without an actual pitcher being there. And then, so what's the theory is that you actually see the motion of the pitcher as the ball's coming to you, rather than normally like a, a ball machine, it just all of a sudden shoots at you. You exactly. actually get to get the timing and the. So I imagine like if a changeup, the pitcher's going through his normal motion, but all of a sudden the ball comes twenty miles per hour slower. Correct. You kind of could go through that that almost like a virtual reality in a way to some degree. Yeah. 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 Basically, the, the to, to to backtrack what you're saying, the reason why the company came about is because a typical pitching machine, you know, a two or three wheel pitching machine. They're hard to time. So the ball comes down and rolls down. And you can't really, you know, time the ball coming out. So it's hard to get in good um, hitting grooves, you know, and, and train against those machines. So that's why we came out with our machine. Do you envision, is, it sounds like it obviously has a real practical utility for people that want to develop their game. Mm -hmm. But does it also have an entertainment value? Like I, I used to go. Absolutely. Yeah, we used to go and they'd have all these. They've all gone out of business now. But they used to be like the circle of, they set up these circles of batting cages. Yep. Really what you try to do is try to hit the fastest one that you could. They <laughs> yes. didn't move or anything. Is there some utility for that with this too? Absolutely. So there's a lot of family uh, fun centers or uh, entertainment centers around uh, that have exactly what you just said. You know, you put a couple coins in, you hit the ball, you can go on date night, you can just go have some fun. 
So yeah, people do use our machine for that because our machine, it's a great training tool, but it's also a lot of fun to hit against because you see the whole windup. And then, like you said, you try to challenge yourself, hit the ball you know, further and see how fast you can hit it. So there's definitely a, a fun aspect to it. When you do the fun ones, does it also do the different pitch varieties or do they just kind of tend, tend to make it just fastball only? Yeah, usually just fastball only. Um, we also have machines that convert other manufacturers' machines. And those are just usually just straight fastballs and they're cheaper and they're more simple machines. But yeah, that'd be a good fit for those guys. Does cash flow have you down? Profit, not where you think it should be? Maybe it's the long hours. Let's meet to see if I can help. I bridge driving the financial performance of your business to hit growth and success targets. Book a complimentary meeting at meetforgrowth.com to get started now. Once again, that's meetforgrowth.com. I look forward to talking with you. And thanks for listening to the show. And those are just usually just straight fastballs and they're cheaper and they're more simple machines. But yeah, that'd be a good fit for those guys. So can you share something about you personally? Anything come off the top of your head? Yeah, um, personally, uh, well, um, I'm a father of three kids and those three kids really take up a lot of my life. <laughs> my youngest is two, my middle is five, and my oldest is seven. So between wow. all their sports activities, birthday parties, it's it's a lot. You're basically an Uber driver, you know? <laughs> so, but it's a lot of fun. It reminds me of my own family. When I was growing up, I was the youngest and we had three older sisters and we were all about two, three years apart. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we were all going through these different stages. My poor mom, it was like she was a, a bowling ball pin kind of <laughs> bouncing around from one section of life that each one of us was going through. I yeah. imagine that's kind of what you're experiencing right yeah. now. I mean, thank God yeah. for the calendar because, you know, you know exactly what, you know, sports or gymnastics or soccer, or, you know, golf, yeah. it's kind of crazy, but it's fun. It, it keeps us on our toes too. So cool. Hey, so I want to dig into this whole, uh, I've got a handful of questions to you. I want to dig in. I want to start with kind of a fun thing that I think gave you some of the push to create what you've created. Now, you yourself had challenges hitting curveballs or inside curveballs. They'll do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the machine's supposed to help you with that. How did that, tell us about that personal journey, how this, how you had this epiphany, like you're, you know, struggling with hitting inside curveballs and then it evolves into this kind of cool pro batter type technology. Yeah. So growing up, my dad actually built a batting cage for our backyard and we had a two wheel drugs machine. It, great machine. I'm not trying to knock it, but like I said, you have the timing issue, the ball coming in. And also when you change the pitch from a fastball to a curveball, it's adjust the dials, tilt the machine, test the pitches, make sure there's strikes. And by that time, you know what's coming. So it's not like you're learning how to hit the pitch. You're just learning where to put your, your bat to hit the ball. So I, that's that's what started the problem, the curveball. And it's still going. But basically, fastballs I could hit all day, curveballs or any other breaking pitches, that, that's that's what gave me problems. So that's when my father you know, decided to, to start this company. Um, and then also put the video screen in front of it, make a whole pitch database. And eight engineers later, we are where we are. So it's uh, it's been a, a fun ride, to say the least. I chuckle because when you say you couldn't hit a curveball, there used to be a player, and this is probably before your time, was a guy named Dave Kingman. Mm-hmm. And he'd hit, I think he'd hit like 50 home runs a year, 40 home runs a year. I can't remember how many. Uh-huh. But he'd also have like 200 strikeouts. Yep. And he was like, literally like, if you made a mistake and you put a fastball down the middle, he would whack it like 400 
feet or 400 yards, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But if it was a curveball or anything that caught him even slightly off balance, it would just whiff every time. <laughs> so it kind of made me think about that when you said you fastball, you can nail anything else. You might get caught a little bit off your feet. Yeah. Kind of like him, Seth, but he did get a little further than I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got a big contract. A couple of them, I think. I wish I did myself. <laughs> So what's your vision on this pro batter? Like who, who's it for? Where, where do you see the growth potential in it? Is this a full, like in your mind, a full viable business uh, in terms of this technology and where you can take it? Yeah. So um, basically our, our biggest markets that we sell to the commercial training center and batting cage markets. Uh, we sell to major league baseball players, colleges. Uh, now we are selling a lot more to high schools. Um, when we first started, our machine was like 95 grand, and then the second generation was 45, and now it's 27.5. So while 27.5 isn't exactly cheap, it's a lot more affordable for high schools and, you know, booster clubs and, you know, government support. But yeah, the, the high schools, that's really been kicking in. And we also sell a lot to personal for personal use. So people will get a machine, put in their basement for the kids to use or, you know, so for personal use. So but the vision is, I mean, just to sell as many machines as we can and help players to hit the curveball. Like I couldn't hit the curveball. <laughs> but we also sell the cricket machines overseas as well. And that's been a fun and exciting market as well because we never thought that would come about. And when it did, it was something new and 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 fun to learn the sport. Huh. So how do you get your product costs or how do you get it so you can reprice it from, you know, $100,000 to $25,000? I'm rounding. But how do you do that? Is there some efficiency in the way you developed it or what changed? Yeah. So the first generation machine came out in 1999. So technology wasn't that great uh-huh. back then. And then also it was the first machine that we ever built. So along the way, we knew what we had to improve, what we did, what was too beefed up, which we can cut back on. I guess is more knowledge of the, of the machine. We're able to end technology advancements. We're able to cut costs and and basically open up a lot a lot more markets to sell to, which has been been nice as well. So I don't know a lot about cricket, so I'm going to stay away from asking you any questions about that. That's okay. <laughs> but if you're taking votes, I vote for a pickleball one. Nice. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is an up and coming sport. It might have a yes. shot. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but that is cool. You know, I bought, I all jokes aside, I did buy a pickleball machine that actually serves the ball, nice. which is cool. But to your point, like you can't, you know, it's going to come, you know, what's going to come. Yeah. They are a little bit better where they have variety now, but mm-hmm. man, when you throw in some type of, you know, if you could put a player where they're actually showing maybe their movement or something like that. I don't know if you could do that, but something along those lines, I think it could add a whole nother dynamic to positioning and how you would hit it and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I mean, you just got to get the video image and then some kind of mechanism to time wall to the video. And, but Hey, let's talk after we, we can come up with the idea. <laughs> So I'm just curious, though, how do you come up with this idea? Like, obviously, ball machines existed. Mm-hmm. So I get that part. Yep. But where was it that, like, how did you even, like, this is what fascinates me about entrepreneurs. How did you go, wow, I think I could merge this with this? Because 1999, technology is a lot different than Absolutely. where we're at today. So how did that all, was it your dad and you, like, just drinking a beer and kind of just trade and talk and all of a sudden the vision came to be or how did it happen? Yeah. So at the time, every machine out there was a two wheel machine or an arm machine that, you know, the big spring that, that slingshot the ball. So we came up with a three wheel pitch machine idea. And then we put actuators on it to make the pitch head move up, down, left, right. And then from there we created a whole pitch database. So whatever pitch you wanted, 
it would send a signal to the machine to put the machine in that position and the wheel speeds and that, you know, the, you know, at the correct speeds before the ball came out. So it took, you know, a few engineers, like I said, because some engineers would bring some ideas and others would bring better ideas or different ideas or, so it did take a while. I mean, R and D took, it took a while and it was not cheap, but, um, I can imagine, but we finally got to, to where we are. And actually our first customer was the Chicago White Sox. So at that point we, we knew we had, uh, we had something good. So, so that, that was pretty fun selling the machines at home. That will set your energy on fire when you get a pro franchise. Exactly. Express interest in your product. I could imagine. Do you, and maybe you're not allowed to reveal this, and, and if you can't, please feel free uh, to say so, but is your machine in certain uh, pro, you either be minor league or pro sports uh, yes. development centers? Really? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We sold about 25 machines uh, between major league baseball and minor league baseball. And we also sold to uh, a bunch of big name uh, players as well. Like Jason Giambi, Trot Nixon, they those are the bigger names. So those are those are a lot of fun um, when those sales uh, came through. Yeah, that must be such a validation of your product too. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a business owner feeling stuck in your business, overwhelmed, responsible for everything that happens, and working long hours, Tyler helps his clients develop processes, hire high-performing team members, and better understand their financial metrics and numbers to allow for a more predictable, less hands-on business. To schedule a free, no-pressure consultation, head to thinktyler.com and click the meeting button. Tyler would love to see if he can help you work on your business, not in your business. Schedule a consultation today at thinktyler.com. Think life, think success, think business. Hey, so I'm curious, when you were going through this development was of this product, did you ever... Now, obviously, once Chicago White Sox expressed interest, I'm sure that like just, okay, this is real. We can do this. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, was there ever a point where you're kind of like, are we just throwing money down the drain? Like, what was your thought process in doing this? Or was it always like, hey, we can make this work? No, we we thought that a lot. <laughs> I mean, I think any startup business, you know, you think about that, you, you ask yourself, what the heck are we doing? Yeah. You know, because it's hard. I mean, especially when you come up with a high price machine. You're dumping a ton of money into it and, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard, but you have to just, you know, keep at it and, and keep the faith and believe and, and, you know, and hope for the best. And, you know, when the Chicago White Sox bought the machine and cut us a check, it was definitely a good feeling that we knew we we're on the right track. But I think any small business, to be honest, is going to think that at some point or another. Oh, yeah. at least I did. <laughs> yeah. It's such awesome validation when they do it. I mean, it's, it's very equivalent to if you're, you know, I remember many years ago, one of our major clients was Google. And once mm -hmm, Google nice. starts to buy from you, you're like, okay, yeah. I'm on to something. Like we're doing the right things. We're getting in front of the right people. So yeah. I, I could only imagine how you must have felt. I mean, the White Sox are on a whole nother level than Google, in my opinion. But yeah. And actually, well, uh, another good one was the Yankees. They they bought one um, machine and then they turned around and bought three more or four more. I'm sorry, four more for all their affiliates. So, you know, the top end players and coaches, when they see the machine, they believe in it and they buy more. That's always a good sign. And same thing with um, the Indians as well, or the Guardians. So cool. You know, they, so they cool. came back and buy, bought more. So that, that was, those are two nice sales. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. So your dad is a partner. Sometimes yes. partners, uh, can be a challenge when they're oh, not yeah. related to you or with your related to you. It, do you find it as a perk as having your dad as a partner? Or is that more of a challenge having a family member, particularly your dad, in this with you? 
Uh, well, my dad's actually a full-time lawyer, so he doesn't oh, wow. work. The first probably 15 years that I worked there, he wasn't there day to day. He knew exactly what was going on. He saw the spreadsheets and you know knew what was going on, saw the numbers. But he wasn't there day to day. When he became more involved, <laughs> that's one thing that's got a little bit more challenging, uh, especially during COVID when you know we could have sold the gyms, major league baseball colleges, we could have sold anyone, and we couldn't get parts and. So that's when things got a little hairy, but you know, we worked through it and, you know, and we made, we made the best out of it. Yeah. Plus, I, I can't get too mad at him because he watches my kids on Mondays and Fridays. So <laughs> <laughs> once you said he was a full-time lawyer too, I probably could ask a totally different question. And I kind of already had some preconceived, I guess, uh, opinions potentially in terms of uh -huh. probably his profile as a lawyer. He's, he's, uh, that makes for a tough partner. It can, I've had lawyer clients. So I, yes. I, yeah. He calls yeah. himself a hired gun. So he's <laughs> always fi fighting and, you know, and yes. So, but it is what it is. We've always been very close growing up. You always coach my sports and so it could could be a lot worse, I suppose. Yeah. And I mean, truthfully, once you start to have progress, it's probably pretty cool that you guys are in a partnership together. It's like yeah. kind of a bonding moment together even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can both celebrate your wins and have a beer over the losses, you know, and, you know, just kind of move on, you know? Yeah. So baseball, the technology is advancing. And I we talked about this before I, I started the show. You know, you now have a, a counter for how fast you have to pitch or yep. step into the... I don't know if it's how fast you have to pitch, how fast you have to step in the batter box. Maybe it's both. Mm -hmm. But there's a counter for it. I know there's some discussion around making the strike zone more robotic. I know that one guy, Angel, I think it's Angel Hernandez, he yes, gets the bad yes. rap on always missing all his He's calls. terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Um, so where? how do you see your product well, one, what's your opinion of this technology advancement for baseball? Since it's so nostalgic, do you feel like this is a good thing or a bad thing, these these technology changes? I think it's a good thing. I mean, it, it moves the game along. I can see how an argument would be that it's bad for the pitcher's arms because you're, you know, you're not resting as much. You know, you get that extra couple seconds of, of rest, but um, and especially the throwing so hard now. But I think it's good for for the fans and the audience because it moves the game along. I mean, Games before were just, you know, four hours long and just, it was just long. I mean, you know, when you have kids, especially, you can't, it's hard to, you know, sit there for that long. But, and also to keep the kids' attention span, you know, I mean, kids are all over the place. So, uh, but I think it's good. I think the robotic strike zone, I think it's going to take a little while to get used to, but if they started at the minor league level and then see where it goes from there, I think, I think it could be a good thing. Uh, major league level, it's going to take a little while to get, it, get into it, but um, I could see it getting there eventually. I think you'll still need an umpire for, you know, judgment calls, but um, I think the strikes will be smart, especially for like playoffs. And I mean, you want everything to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel your product as technology advances? Do you feel like this opens doors for your product? Does it have any impact on it, pro, positive or negative? Um, in terms of those, maybe not. I mean, we did have some umpires come to us and uh, ask about our machine for training, like umpire training. So you can see exactly what a strike is and a ball is and all that stuff, you know, for lower level umpires. Angel might want to use the machine, but that's, you know. I don't endorse that comment. I don't endorse <laughs> it either. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. But, you know, baseball is so much technology right now. I mean, they're doing all the ball tracking and exit velocities and uh, where it goes. And a lot of the golf companies have come over to baseball to do the ball tracking. So they have all the analytics about how far you hit the ball. Um, like I said, the exit velocity of the ball leaving the bat, um, the spin rates, all that stuff. So we work with some of those companies 
And when we combine our machine with those companies, it, it's a coolest thing in the world because you have the video picture thrown at you and then all the analytics and you, know, you can see how well you did. And it, it's really cool stuff. Is there some opportunity? I mean, where do you see this going? Like, do you see any like subscription potential in your product? Is there something you can do? Like, I would have never thought of umpires wanting to use it to be able to call balls and strikes. Like, I could see an application for that. But then you go, well, is there enough demand to make that worth your time? Like, do you see any other options, whether it be like a subscription-based model or other types of natural progression of your product could even expand it? Yeah, we, we thought about the subscription, you know, like having a player profile on our machine and see how you did and all that stuff. And then also we thought about some other things along those lines. Um, we'd like to get more into, you know, maybe some on-screen advertising, for example. Like, you know, you feel like Wrong, Zeeston or some of those big companies, they run some advertisements on our video screens because they're essentially big TV screens, you know, and, you know, run some ads and commercials like the new bats coming out, the new gloves coming out. And maybe they can help pay for the machines for some of our customers. So that's that's an idea. Um, the pickleball, it's another machine that we're thinking about doing now that we spoke <laughs> today. <laughs> I do love, though, the idea of having like a subscription model where yeah, people can see the progression of their stats and yeah. maybe even like a ranking where, you know, if people opt in to do that, they can rank with others in terms of how they're doing. Yeah, so that's some of those other companies, they have that. So you can compare your exit velocity or the distance you hit the ball with other people across the world. That's cool. Yeah, so it is really cool. Um, and those are companies that we tie into, um, we tie in with. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely cool stuff. Yeah. What about, obviously, you know, $25,000, $27,000 is a better price point, but that's still a lot of money. I oh. also would imagine the space that it takes up can be a barrier. Is there anything you could do or have you ever thought about where there could be a more like a smaller version of it that might have a larger audience to it? Is that even possible? Yeah, we actually came out with um, not too long ago, a non-video machine. So just the same machine without the video screen. So you can take it on the field, you can take it in shorter distances, you can really take it anywhere you want. I mean, it's, it's not, it's a little bit heavy, but it have wheels on it. Um, so you can roll it, but you know, I mean, you know, you could take it down by yourself. I mean, but yeah, so so there were, we came out with that a little while ago. Also, we have a system for pitchers too. So it has a video image of a batter, right hand ah. and left hand batter. The catcher has a strike zone. You throw into it. So it's great for, you know, for, for the pitchers to work out. And, and it's also a lot of fun. So I can see selling more of those from like concourses for the stadiums, for the fans to use and, you know, relive their high school days. And so that's, that's what we like to do as well. I feel like there's so many like applications, you know, just us talking a little bit. It's like all these different ideas come up and, and potential ways you could do it. I guess the trick is what's going to have, you know, probably best return and highest demand sure. kind of have to slice through that and determine, you know, based on your own research or knowing of the market, which way to go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's fascinating. Hey, um, do you have any advice you could give? I, I love your story because I can tell it's one that it's kind of blood, sweat, and tears. Like you guys are absolutely pounding away to probably earn every inch that you're moving the ball forward. So you you're resilient. You stuck with it, and it sounds like you made great progress. What would you tell other any thoughts for entrepreneurs that are progressing and the words of wisdom that you've learned along the way of things that you would do or you could give them a guidance? Yeah. If you're thinking of starting up your own company, I mean, make sure you do a lot of market research. Make sure that the idea that you're thinking of doing or the product you're thinking of releasing, get a lot of feedback, go to 
but baseball wise, go to local coaches at every single level, high school, college, you know, professional coaches, players, get all the feedback, the positive, the negative comments, everything. Sometimes the honest truth is the best kind of feedback you can get because it, you know, it, it prepares you for it and makes you work to get better. But yeah, do that. And then um, just work. I mean, it's a lot of work, a lot of long hours, a lot of, it's just a lot of work, but it's at the end, it's fun. And if you do something that you love, it's, it's, you're not working a day of your life. That's what they say, but uh, it still <laughs> feels like you're working pretty hard. It's still work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely fun. Yeah. Yeah, even like if you're a professional sports player, I mean, with all due respect, you're making crazy money, but it's still work. You see how hard those guys work. It's still work. You know, I was listening to Kelsey, who just retired, and yeah. he was saying when he gets up on Wednesdays, you know, those are like the really grind work days. I, yeah, I saw that too. And it makes you realize, wow, man, that's just, they, you know, there's a lot of effort they have to put in. Yeah, and he's got a little bit older. I mean, he's not old, but, you know, as yeah. you get older, it's you don't recover as quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they have a lot of fun. I mean, those those guys. Yeah, he's a tough guy. I mean, he's a great player. He is. But he I can is. only imagine the, the stuff he goes through. Does cash flow have you down? Profit, not where you think it should be? Maybe it's the long hours. Let's meet to see if I can help. I bridge driving the financial performance of your business to hit growth and success targets. Book a complimentary meeting at meetforgrowth.com to get started now. Once again, that's meetforgrowth.com. I look forward to talking with you. And thanks for listening to the show. Yeah, he's a tough guy. I mean, he's a great player. But I can only imagine the, the stuff he goes through. Uh, you probably read the same article, and, and we'll wrap up here shortly. But he, he on that tush push that they do, he's yeah. always at the bottom of the pile. And apparently, he's always at the bottom of the pile. He just he yells out F you every single time or something like but FML. I, uh, just I think it was F me. I yeah, think. F me, yeah. probably F me. Just because he's at the bottom of the pile with a bunch of 300-pound guys on top of him. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, that, that would take a big contract for me to want to be willing to do that. <laughs> yeah, that would take me to about Friday to recover, you know. <laughs> um, hey, so your website is probatter.com. One more time. Correct. Probatter.com. I'll put those in the show notes if people okay. uh, want to check it out, and, and I encourage them to. It's a really cool-looking device. If people wanted to reach out to you, is there anywhere else you'd like them to go? LinkedIn, whatever, any other place? Yeah, we're on all social media platforms, or you can call our office at 203 874 2500 or through an email the quickest and easiest is info at probetter.com or sales at probetter.com and they both come to me so if you want some more information pictures videos pricing just shoot me a note and i can get that over to you pretty quickly awesome so i will is it okay if i put the the phone number and then the email address is also in the show notes is yeah. that cool Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll yeah. include those. Hey, I loved having you on the show. I love hearing about your journey and I hope yeah, you guys uh, keep developing products and uh, make it to the next level. Yeah, well, thank you. It's, it's, it's been fun. I really appreciate you having us on. Sure, sure. Take care. All right, you too. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, 
then you need to tune in to the Nature Pact podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us, from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pact podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.